Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is Monday, May 24th. This is the COB from Ausbiz. I am filling in for Nadine Blaney. It's uh, David Scott here, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-anchor, I should say, Annette Beecher. <laughs> Annette, how's your day? Oh, she's a roller coaster, just like the markets today. But I um, have to say, we're a bit thin on news, so I think that's why the market was a bit directionless, really. Yeah, I've had uh, I've had a few grimaces about the way Asia rolls off the uh, the end of a session where the United States doesn't give us really a clean lead, and that was certainly the way it was today. It's just choppy and directionless, really. We managed to go and eke out a small gain on the local market, which look, hey, it's a win to start the week, and uh, certainly better than what the futures market was predicting before the start of trade. But uh, look, uh, not a lot at a headline index uh, level to get too excited about. Underneath the hood though, there was a few things going on. Uh, really story of our uh, strength in financials, uh, healthcare, and also information technology and consumer discretionary helping to offset uh, weakness elsewhere in the market, particularly that material space. Yeah, no, it was really going to be a negative resources day. So we were a little surprised in the first maybe hour of trade. The resources seemed to track sideways. And then, of course, you know, Scotty loves to talk about daily and iron ore futures. And it was just a reminder that we're really off the boil when it comes to commodity prices. So not surprised that all the resources ended up in the red today. Let's get straight to your view because it's going to be one that's been the talking point that's going to dominate the discussion for uh, for a few months yet, I expect. Uh, tapering. Uh, the Fed let the cat out of the bag uh, with the uh, the minutes of the, uh, the Fed meeting from April released last week. And uh, talking about talking about tapering, you've got a view. Well, the view is mainly that uh, they are talking about taping. So we seem to have missed a step uh, not talking about talking about. Although having said that, there's been an array of speakers and more tonight that are likely to say that we are a long way from achieving our goals, which is why the market reaction to that tapered talk was pretty short-lived. So I think we just need a little bit more data to back up the fact that interest rates are not going to be on the floor till 2020-whatever. Yes, and uh, that recalibration of interest rate settings has certainly had an impact on financial markets, including the equity market here at home. Uh, growth areas of the market, uh, we had a good chat today uh, with uh, Mark Garner, who's a head of trading at Macro Capital, about whether he's buying the dip in any of those uh, growth names that have been poleaxed over recent weeks. I'm talking about, of course, EML, Appen, Newix. Uh, and he says, no, there's not really any reason to be in that space at the moment. He doesn't like stocks in a downgrade cycle. No, he just is all about value going forward. So it's like 
like, well, mind you, we are doing a bit of a vox pop of who we're speaking to of whether the inflation pop is transitory or here to stay. And I have to say, overwhelmingly, it's transitory. And so at some stage, there's going to be a buy on dip out there. We're in the minority in that group, but uh, we'll see what happens with labour market additions. I'm holding out that we're going to get some hotter things that will go and heat up uh, I know that wage growth and potentially uh, maybe go and move uh, the power back into the hands of labour rather than our capital for, uh, for a period of time. We shall see. Uh, look, uh, it is making for a quite an interesting investment environment at the moment. It is tough out there. I think everyone can go and attest to that. But uh, Scott Phillips from the, uh, the Motley Fool, he reckons he's got it next. He knows uh, is, uh, there's still opportunities out there at the moment. So he had a chat uh, with us earlier today as well. Uh, NIB was one of the companies he went and nominated as uh, offering very compelling value at uh, current levels compared to other parts of the market. So well, it is because uh, as a fellow Novocastrian, so anything with an N in it, I'm, uh, I'm a, bit, a bit biased, have to say. And actually, Scott also said that uh, Mr Fitzgibbon is also a bit of an underrated uh, CEO. He seems to think that he's taken NIB away from just being a health insurer and has diversified in a few places and is on the front foot. So it's one of those stock picks that it's the, the deeper theme and one for the longer term. As a long-term policy hodler with uh, NIB, I'm glad to be uh, helping out the company there as well. Uh, we also had a good chat with uh, Michael Gable, uh, at, uh, Managing Director at Fairmont Equities. Uh, really popular guest on the program. Uh, lots of people look to his uh, technical takes about uh, what's going on. CSL, the largest company on the other uh, local boss by market cap, still bigger than CBA, even though the uh, CBA's share price is approaching 100 bucks. Uh, we had a bit of a technical look at CSL to go and get his take as to whether he'll be buy, holding, selling. I'm not going to give away what he's going to do, but uh, I do encourage you to go and take a listen. Uh, look, another one of the other companies that was uh, having a bit of news today, and very few and far between, Aristocrat Leisure out with its full year results. Uh, revenue down a smidgen, big fall in headline profitability, but uh, return to dividend payments. And uh, uh, we know that the market uh, typically likes to go and see those dividend payments. Uh, we went and uh, posed that question to our dream team, our Monday dream team on the call, Gara Sodi from The Intelligent Investor and Nathan Somersandra from Deep Data Analytics. We went and asked them whether they'll be buying aristocrat leisure at the current levels. Take a listen. Big change from aristocrat, instead of making revenue per cabinet um, and per game, it started to collect a clip of the total revenues going through the machines. Very important change. Mm, yeah. We completely missed that change. And it happened quietly through an acquisition. It's not as though they, they released a big strategy upgrade and told everyone. It happened through an acquisition, and that part of the business got larger and larger. And since then, it's changed, changed again into online gaming. And again, we just haven't, haven't um, caught this one. Uh, we've completely missed it. We are seeing other opportunities around, so our, our money is there. But, but this is still okay for me. Okay. And these guys are just big and yeah. global and they're in the right place and they execute really well mm. um you look would i be going out of buying it today probably not you probably right. will get it cheaper in the next month mm. uh, but look it's one where we hold we don't we're not getting out uh we're happy with what they're doing the numbers wasn't any real surprise they were already guided to it um you know we always knew lockdown will have an effect but the model is what it is so buying a pullback exactly it's, it's it's just a high quality business so there we have it. Not uh, not gambling on that one in the portfolio. So it's going to sit on the sideline, a buy and pullback. But we don't uh, play that way here at Osby's, do we? It's either buy now 
or sell now, nothing in between. If it's not compelling, we just leave it on the shelf for now. So Aristocrat is on the shelf. Uh, look, uh, let's go and get to some of the economic data we're going to watch later on in the week. Now, uh, you're an expert in that front. What are the things we should be looking out for there as investors? Well, two things will be important. On Wednesday, we get construction work done. Stay with me because we will find out that all this house price talk is turning into bricks and mortar, and we do expect a good pop in uh, construction. Paul Brennan, Suncorp today, said he expects uh, a decent pickup there. So that's Wednesday. And then Thursday is CapEx. So that's building um, its investment by businesses. Get two pieces of data out of that report. One is quarter on quarter and one is the year ahead. And uh, Paul Brennan was suggesting that the year ahead might get a good upgrade just given the fact that NAB has just gone from strength to strength, that business survey there. So let's hope that all that talk um, in the soft survey, such as NAB, actually turns into hard data and we get a brighter outlook for business investment. So it'll be just a few more pieces telling us that Australia is really doing well in this uh, in this recovery period. Yeah, all about those expectations when it comes to a no capex spend, particularly non-mining uh, side of the equation. You know, talking about capacity constraints and the like, you know, is it actually resulting in increased investment? Well, we'll find out on Thursday. Also got the RBNZ on Wednesday. Not likely to go and change anything when it comes to policy settings, but what can the bank do to go and try and not sound dovish when it's going to be upgrading everything because of the economic uh, no position it's in? Yeah, it's uh, it's in that uh, fortunate position, shall we say, because the data to date has been so much stronger than expected that the RBNZ will be upgrading its GDP forecast across the board. And its unemployment rate already starts with a four. But of course, like everybody else, no one wants to blink first when it comes to tightening. So they'll make sure that cash rate track stays as flat as possible. Unlike the RBA, there will be press conferences and Q&A and discussion. So he will no doubt keep flagging the risks and uncertainties going forward. And interest rates are not going up anytime soon. He, as in Adrian Orley, RBNZ Governor, who I can guarantee you almost that uh, he'll create volatility one way or another in uh, markets, he's, uh, he's rates, got rates, rates markets <laughs> and, uh, and FX markets. Love Adrian Orr. Shock and awe, his nickname is. Sure among is. some uh, participants because he can generate lots of volatility, which we love, of course, as a trading community. Uh, we also get the uh, core PCE deflator out of the United States. Sounds like an absolute you know, waffle, but uh, it's an inflation reading. It's the Fed's preferred inflation gauge. Uh, and everyone will be waiting for that. Unfortunately, it arrives on Friday, so uh, mm. by the time we've uh, shut up shop, uh, it will have to go and wait until Monday to go and uh, get a market reaction, but I dare say that the markets will be uh, hanging out for that one, which could lead to some uh, volatility in the days ahead. Well, as we know, the data has been mixed. We've had very strong core CPI, and of course, we had a massive miss on the unemployment report. So if we start to see more inflation measures pick up, as we say, that core PCE is very much uh, on the Fed's radar. So yes, we'll find out over the weekend as to how the market will open on Monday because I think that's pretty much the highlight of the US week. Yeah, everyone's talking about inflation. Let's go and get some actual data and go and go from there. Uh, speaking of the day ahead, uh, we do have quite a few guests coming up on the program to look forward to. Harley Atkinson, the Chief Executive of AFT Pharma, kicks it off at 8.45am tomorrow morning. We'll also have a good opportunity to have a chat with Josh Manning, 
Portman, Fan Lawyer Manager at Manny Asset Management. Always good to get his views about what's going on in the fixed income space and the links to the economy. Uh, really good to insights there. Luke Winchester, Emerging Companies uh, Portfolio Manager at Oracle Investment. We also joining us at the 11.30. Uh, Warren Hogan, we join us for the big picture. Yes, that's right. You can give us a rundown of what this data means and whether the RBA is a sleeper or going to be a shocker. Also looking forward to seeing what uh, Yasser El Ansari, the Chief Executive of the Australian Investment Council, has to say in the, uh, the one o'clock hour. And being a Tuesday, we're going to go and round it off with Martin Crabb, Chief Investment Officer at Shore and Partners. Crabby's always good for a yarn, mm. gets what's going on, good all of what's happening in the market. So looking forward to having a chat to go and finish off the day with him. Well, we've managed to go and successfully navigate our first trading day of the week. Let's go and put our feet up and now uh, get ready for another big day ahead. We'll see you tomorrow. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.